Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. biggest horror movie news i'm your host mike c it is week three of my my seclusion i have started naming uh plants around my house and uh doing all kinds of funny things you know just to keep myself occupied i haven't been out of the house week you know i don't know what to do i don't know what to do but this show you're you're, you're turning into an old woman (laughs) i really am i really am turning into you know i've I've changed my name to gladys an elderly old lady uh, you know, by next week, I, uh, you know, hopefully I'll have some curly hair and, uh, you know, get like a perm or something if I don't, <laughs> you know, do something. So, you know, things are good, but I'm getting a little, uh, little uh, cabin fever here. So, but uh, we're still doing the show. We're still your, having your, fun. Your we got a lot of news to talk about. Your skin's What's peeling that? off. Your skin's peeling off. You're getting cabin fever. Eli Not Roth is coming. Not by? yet, but I will be collecting it once it does. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be putting it in a Ziploc bag and saving it, and uh, I'll bring it in for show and tell when we do the show back P- in the studio. Pieces with you of you again. for me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, we got a lot of news to talk about this week. Uh, we're going to be talking, uh, reviewing one of our favorite horror movies. I think uh, all three of us uh, agree that uh, it's one of our favorites. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And we also got a little fun countdown that I put together. So we've got a big show. It's going to be a fun show, but I can't do any of that without introducing the guys first. First, he cares, but he's restless. He's here, but he's really gone. He's wrong, and he's sorry, baby. He's rich. Uh, I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm truly sorry. Uh, we, we we are. Uh, I'm I'm happy that you're on here, Mike. I'm happy that you're safe from your undisclosed bunker in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. Not yeah. That, 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 I'm actually going to be know. making my. Uh, I'm going to be making my spring residence in Palm Springs pretty soon, like Ted DiBiase. Tunneling? Are you tunneling but, down uh, there? I have a summer home in the Hamptons, but uh, yeah, it's not a place you want to be yeah. right now. You're going to dig a tunnel down no. to Palm Springs, Florida? I'm going to dig a tunnel there. It's going to be like the Lady Killers, if you've ever seen that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to dig a tunnel. That, that's a great movie, by the way. It is. Bad, the remake? The remake? Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks movie? Just, yeah. just oh, remember. Incredible movie. If you're digging a tunnel, don't make the left at Albuquerque. John Jones did that. It didn't turn out so well. <laughs> hey, oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, we won't. That's a whole different show. That's, that's another topic for another show. But also with us, he's the smartest man in all of horror podcasting. Welcome, the professor. Well, hello. How are you? Well, welcome back, buddy. How's, how's the drifting business going during COVID nineteen? Uh, not much drifting going on. Uh, just a lot of email you're, you're answering. Confined. I'm answering a lot of emails. A lot confined of confined to your tent. Yeah, a lot of confusion. You know. Uh, yeah. Educating the youths, the youths of America. It's uh. The it's, youths? Did you say the, youths? The youths. I've, no, I've never met a youth. A youth. 
Ute. What's a what's what's a U? <laughs> uh, you, you know. <laughs> but they, uh, yeah, it's a it's a different world, um, which was yeah. It's we're we're. I, so I heard that uh, you're going to be transitioning your tent into a drive-through uh, coronavirus testing station. Yes, uh, that, that that is, is true. true. Um, and a drive-through education station. Mm. Ah, so it's going to be dual purpose. Oh, that's dual that's, purpose. That's intelligent. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be, there's two windows on either side and I'm going to be giving advice to, uh, yep, that's going to be interesting. Be giving advice and handing out homework, handing out homework and, uh, testing people, you know, and homemade and fabric multiple, masks, multiple ways tests. He's got home. He's yeah. got homemade fabric masks to give out his prizes. Yeah. Cool nice. stuff, man. Nice. We I'm might even slap, you. we might even slap some horror zone logos on those bitches. <laughs> Why not? Might yeah. as well market this the thing. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets a Horizon 607 uh, sticker. Yeah. Well, you know what, Mike? I think that the pleasantries are done. I heard that you had a, quite a bit of news for us. Obviously, obviously, we have Mike A in the studio. It's our it's our dummy version of you. But he didn't give yeah. us the news report. You did. And since we can't see you. No, he doesn't have much to say. Yeah, since we can't see you, how about you fire up that news? And I will be posting right. uh, Instagram photos of our dummy or facsimile of Mike C. Yes, yes, pretty much. You should. You should. That's great. He, he looks adorable, so... But yeah, let's jump into the news. Uh, so we actually do have surprisingly quite a few things this week. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of it is uh, stuff being canceled and uh, pushed back, and that's where we're going to start. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, originally was scheduled to hit theaters on July 10th of this year. It's now been pushed back right now to March 5th of 2021. Bullshit. It's a bummer. I think I it's already done. It's already in the can. I know. Like why? Yeah. Uh, I think they're. They I want think the what, numbers. Well, here's the thing. I also think that they're preparing for financial uh, downfall. Because if you think about it, if a lot of people are financially uh, tapped out, they're not going to get that big box office they're hoping for. Mm. I still think it's a mistake uh, because I feel like they're going to get. A, I, I feel like they would have gotten a better box office this year if they were able to go ahead with the July open. Uh, if everything's clear and we're back in the theaters by then. And the reason I say that is because people are going to, after being in your houses, we're going to look for any blockbuster we can. I think I think any movie that's brave enough to put itself out there this year, because there is still some that aren't pushing back till 2021, they're just pushing back later into 2020, or keeping their dates as of right now, just so they can find out where we're at when we're there. I think that those movies are going to be rewarded with big box office because I'm telling you, people are stir crazy. They want to get out. They want to do things. And the movie theater is going to be one of those things, uh, not just for movie fans like myself and the professor and you, Mike, uh, or, you know, Ron or any of us, because we all like going to theaters. We enjoy that process. There's a lot of people who don't necessarily like going, but I'm telling you, they're ready to get out of their houses. So they're going to do anything they can. And believe it or not, even though theaters have gotten more expensive, it is still a cheaper thing than going to, say, an amusement park or something else like that. So trust me, escape is is going to happen as soon as we're out of quarantine absolutely 100 percent right. agree um and especially you know like people i know people aren't going to have a lot of money but like everybody's in debt debt's the american way people are gonna it doesn't matter people are still go and buy things yeah, that's what usually happens when people are depressed and they're in yeah. debt is they spend more money. So I, I don't I don't agree with pushing these things completely back till 2021. I do yeah. understand why they're doing it, but I feel like the, the 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 studios and the movies that are brave enough to come out this year will be rewarded with large box offices. Maybe not record box offices, but large box offices. Yeah, and I think that it's more that July really is just kind of right around the corner, even though you know we're just starting April, and this virus is still going to be going around by then. I don't see it being gone by then. Right, but that's why you play it by ear. 
That's why you play it by year and possibly push and it to November. And not play it by fear. Because IE, IE, perfect example of this is we were talking about the James Bond movie. They've pushed back now to November instead of the summer because uh, it was originally a May release date, correct? I do believe it was. It was, a, it was this month. Oh, it was, was going to be this month. Oh, that's God even damn worse. It. I forgot that it was this month. I'm so sad. But they pushed it back to November. The reason being was they were like, okay, hopefully it'll be over by then. And obviously they'll reevaluate. If it's still not over, if we're still locked in place or we're still not opening things like theaters and stuff, obviously they can push back from there. And that's what I thought would be the smarter thing. I could understand, like, if I, my movie was coming out in July right now, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to hold in place until about May or June. And the reason why is, you know what, this may be done as far as quarantine wise and people might be back out in public by that time. So, you know, I mean, I understand July is not that far away, but at the same time, we don't know. But if it gets to May or June and it's still not looking like an end, then you, you push back to October. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Do something like that. Right. September, October, because then that way you're still saying the same year. If it's done and in the can, in the can, as uh, the professor pointed out, which we know it is, it's being edited. It, it, why wait? until March of next year because we what we've known we, what we know about movies is when they historically when they wait a long time to put them out they do not add to success in the box office uh, it's happened time and right. time again and we've seen it recently where things that have been gone for two years there's very few uh, like IE a perfect example I mean we love the movie we talked about it in our top of the 2010s but Cabin in the Woods Cabin in the Woods was pushed back almost two full years and the box office for right. that movie was horrible now mind you people have come to that movie. Yeah. They love that movie. It's caught in a, and we, we agreed that it was one of the best of the 2010s. The problem was, is that it had a horrible box office due to the fact that it got pushed back. Yeah. I mean, the box office did was yeah, helped I mean, a little bit by Chris Hemsworth being Thor, but it's, it, I, I think that movie, if it came out on time, I think we're talking about a bigger budgeted horror movie than we had before. And hence why there's not been a sequel in a way. Because yeah. think about it, that movie's right. been so successful in the secondary market, you should get a sequel, but then they look at the box office and go, eh, the box office wasn't super strong. Yeah, and right. like at this and point... I don't think the Ghostbusters will have to worry about that simply because of its name. The yeah, one yeah. thing that could hurt it is the fact that it was supposed to be a big summer blockbuster, and now we're talking about early March, which is still winter. Yeah. You know, it, that, that may be the only thing that does hurt it at that point. Um, but, you know, I was looking forward to, a, to an awesome July blockbuster summer, you know, you know, that kind of a movie. So that's, that's the only thing that I think will hurt it, but it does, you know, some of the other movies that are getting pushed back, it's going to hurt them. Ghostbusters has a big enough name and it's been something that people have wanted to see for how many, what, 35 years now? Yeah. 30 oh, years. Yeah. So, I, I mean, so, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to hurt this uh, a huge deal. I'm just saying it gives more time for shit to hurt le- other movies. But here's though. the problem. It gives more time for shit to leak too. Day and age of the internet. Right. Somebody's going to get a hold of a script. Somebody's going to get a hold of this. It's hard to keep things a secret, man. I mean, uh, think about yeah, it. We, we we talked about it uh, on the Three Fat Nerds podcast when uh, Rise of Skywalker came out. That script was left in a hotel, and Disney bought it back off of eBay before the script ever got out because uh, John Boyega, because he stepped up and said it was him, uh, left his script in a hotel room. Oh, wow. So the only reason that movie wasn't spoiled to the world was because Disney spent an undisclosed amount of money to purchase an actual real script back. And thankfully, the person on eBay didn't realize it was a real script. (laughs) People didn't realize, so at least it was a little cheaper. But if they would have known it was a real deal script, that whole movie would have leaked months before and you're you're taking the chance by pushing it back so far you're taking a chance that something leaks and that's never good for a movie because once shit leaks people are like "Eh, don't need to see it now can wait till it's on vod yeah that's a good point right i don't know i'm like i'm baited on that but that's what i'm most bummed about as far as things getting pushed back and canceled because i was super stoked as you know for ghostbusters so boo right yeah i was very excited and 
you know, I, I do think, I mean, since if a movie isn't, uh, complete to some extent of like a month before or a few months before it's supposed to be released i mean this, this thing's done they've already filmed it you know like it's probably just in the editing process right now and like in the late right. stages of post-production like it, it's just gonna be sitting there uh it's disappointing well uh one other thing uh, i'm just gonna kind of uh throw it in there because it kind of goes along um with, with what we're talking about, Morbius uh, was also given a new date of March 19th of 2021. So that'll be out about two weeks after Ghostbusters comes out. So I just want to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of the that. things that I know we have commented on, Rich was really, really, I, I don't know if it was on air or if we were just talking uh, when we were getting ready to go on air, but Halloween Kills, we know that's coming out this October and uh, we're all going to be extremely but, upset if that gets but pushed do back. We? Yeah. Uh. But, Jason Blum said recently that uh, the Halloween Kills trailer is looking really good and should be coming soon. So we may actually still get a trailer for that here uh, pretty soon. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's getting to be that time where we need a trailer if it's coming out in October. Right. It's getting to the time where I need something happy to happen. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know, like, it's getting all down. Worry is gonna be, my, my biggest concern with the Halloween sequels coming up is if they do push this one back, first of all, what are you going to do? Is that going to come out in March or April? That's no, not going to make sense. It's they're going to push it to coming next, out in October. Yeah. And two, the second one, the, the other, the second sequel, Halloween ends, uh, was supposed to start filming here pretty soon. So what happens with that? Are they going to push it back two years instead, you know, instead of you, next year? You grow some balls. What exactly are we going to get there? You grow some balls, and in August of 2021, Halloween Kills comes out October of 2022. Or, uh, yeah, in October of 2021, you put out halloween ends just do it back to fucking back that would be cool and by the way here's the here's the best part about that you'll make bank yeah because people will want to see the yeah. if, if they leave if they leave kills on a good enough cliffhanger you will want to pay the money to see the the thing and and as soon as possible there is something to be said for for putting them a year apart i love building the suspense but if this goes sideways i would do that i would make it so they're closer together with like within months and then you would take advantage of the money that comes in. Yeah. Uh, if not, I do love the right. suspense, though. I do love the fact that you can put out, uh, you know, you could put them out a year apart. It kind of builds like Infinity War to Endgame. Yeah, like the Lord yeah. of the Rings, Peter yeah. Jackson style, yeah. filming them all at once. Yeah, because they're Instead filming doing like a Back to the Future's Part Two and Three here. I mean, thing might happen. Yeah, I was gonna say because from what I understand, uh, pretty much Halloween Ends was already filmed. No, they haven't started production on it yet. They were about to. Oh, no. uh, but with everything shut down, that's not going to happen. But yeah, I think it was May, either this month or May it was supposed to start filming. Well, I thought they were coming um, back rather quick with it. about this time last year when they started this one. Hmm. So, yeah, that's that I think is probably more the bigger issue right now is Halloween ends may get affected by this more than anything. So it may end up being that yeah, you may end up plenty being of time March to make a movie. April of 2022. No, you still have, you so, have plenty of time to, to make a movie. Plenty of time. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. So, you know, we'll see. You know, it remains to be seen, but hopefully we'll at least have the trailer coming here soon. Uh, next up, Mark Duplis. Duplis. I can never pronounce this gentleman's name, uh, but he was the star of Creep and Creep 2, uh, which we were all fans of, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, a while back, uh, it was announced that Creep 3 was going to be made, and uh, uh, Duplis actually uh, recently updated fans of the, the Creep series on the third entry. Uh, he said that they're really struggling to come up with a concept for the next film and that he was not happy at all with the second film. 
Um, he also mentioned that he nearly ended up dead. Him and his, his partners ended up almost dead coming up uh, with the second one. Any clarification so on what that means? Like any, how did they end, almost end Meaning up? They were stressing so much. They nearly had a heart attack. They nearly killed them making it. So um, that, that seems a little so extreme. Yeah. I, I think that I, yeah. I, I, I'm hoping that was more of a figurative speech. Cause I, I, I really don't see how that should be a thing. I, I was more thinking also. Yeah, I'm I've sure been, that that's more what he meant by it. I've been watching uh, Dark Side of the really Ring lately, so I, I thought yeah. he was in a real Chris Benoit situation. <laughs> right? No, the, no, I don't think anything like that. So, but um, really, but yeah, he, did, yeah, he you know, didn't like Creep Two, though. That's that was a good movie. Yeah, he didn't like it. I'd like to pat him on the I back and the, say you done ending, good. You know, right? I thought that the end of the second movie was a little bit of a stretch. It was funny. It, you know, it kind of fit with the rest of the movie, but I thought that it was kind of like, okay, well, it's not as good of an ending as the first one was, but it still, it works for what it is. I love the second yeah. you know, movie overall. I thought it was hysterical. No, it was an interesting way to take it. Like someone who's, you know, obsessed with him and, you know, um, it, it, it had some fun twists and turns. I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, did think that it was I do not have a problem a, with it. a comedic take than the first movie. The first one had its funny moments with it, yeah. but it was still much more of like a, a, a horror movie, I guess. But the second one was more of a, a horror comedy. I thought it was really funny, mm-hmm. but it was a brilliant movie. They both are. So, yeah. you know, here's hoping that they do come up with a concept that works and they, they do get the third one in there because I was excited when I heard that they were making a third one, but that was probably what a year ago. Yeah. I didn't even know they were now. making a third one. I, I heard it here first. <laughs> Yeah, we talked about it on the show, but I, I think it was it was at least a year ago yeah. that we discussed it. So, you know, here's hoping that, that it works out. Um, next thing I want to talk about, um, this was kind of a cool thing. Uh, the uh, 100th anniversary just passed for what is widely considered to be the first mainstream horror movie, and that would be the, doc, the, the uh, cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And um, the story here is that Sotheby's has recently put up 55 extremely rare production photographs that were taken from the film up for auction. Uh, the bidding is going to start at $13,000 for the full collection, and uh, you can bid at Sotheby's website. Uh, auction closes this Friday, April 3rd, at noon Eastern Standard Time. Just so everybody knows, uh, the, the professor just put his uh, bid in right now. Yep, I'm working on it. I'm, that, that seems like a worthwhile per- If I had the money, I would definitely. Yeah. I don't have money. Oh, yeah. The pictures are awesome. <laughs> the pictures are really cool. So I wish that I could get a hold. I think that they, uh, if I remember right, the pictures, I hope I'm not confusing this with a different story that I read, but I think the pictures are 10 by 13. So they're pretty good-sized pictures. And um, they're, they're originals. Yeah, so this is that's a really cool thing. I'd love to be able to have the money to I'm looking up to buy those. IndieWire has some has some of them uh, posted, and uh, they do look yeah. really really cool. Yeah, and then we're just gonna make copies of them, put them up in the studio. Yeah, basically, pretty much. I can Wait. do that for cheaper than thirteen right. grand. <laughs> yeah. So got some Netflix series news coming up. Uh, first thing here, uh, according to David Harbor, uh, who of course is Hopper in the series. Uh, Stranger Things Season 4 was set to hit Netflix in early 2021. This is another story of something getting pushed back because with production shut down, obviously that's not going to be happening. So don't know exactly when. Uh, here's, uh, here's the positive I'm going to take out of this. Assuming that things can kind of get back in, in you know, working here sooner rather than later, you know, if this virus starts to calm down, who's to say that it wouldn't end up being July of 2021 that it finally comes out? That was perfect for season three. It came out July 4th. Yeah. It was perfect. So I think that that would end up working out to its benefit. They get it's, those summer you know, dollars. 
Yeah. So, I mean, as much as everybody's anticipating the fourth season, you know, it might end up actually working out to its advantage here if it gets pushed back and it ends up being like a summertime release in 2021. But but as for now, yeah, it, it won't be coming oh. out uh, in early 2021 like it was planning to. And Richard said something about this earlier. Yeah, um, well, they originally uh, put were, wanted to put off in between seasons two and three. And because uh, fans were so upset, they actually did that sooner. And that led to them saying that they were only doing four seasons instead of five. So this is kind right. of buying them the time that they wanted to kind of stretch out anyways uh, for timeline purposes. It has nothing to do with like shooting purposes, but for timeline purposes. So, I mean, that, that helps out in the long run. Uh, I still think they're going to do this season and end. And then probably a few years from now, you'll probably see either a Stranger Things mini movie or uh, season five. Because I, I think cause yeah, they, 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 they roll not, through a five. It, yeah as much as everything's been rumored and talked about this and that they haven't come out and said, okay, season four, it's the series finale. They haven't said Actually, that. Actually, no, so they have. Absolutely right. They did say they it. Have they said have said it. Not. They have said They that. have not said that this is the final season. They, they have said that. No. It, to the interwebs. It's been said that it was season four is their final season. Yes. Yeah. That I is, haven't seen anything anywhere that stated this is the final season. They did. There's been a lot of rumor, but I haven't seen anything to that effect yet. So I think that people are expecting that that's what's going to happen, but I think there is going to be a fifth season or a movie, like you said. I don't think this is going to be the end of it. So I never did think that that was going to be the end of it. It's just it's too popular. So I don't see that happening. Ross Duffer is uh, quoted as saying a four-season thing and then out, but the producer, of course, wants to make money, and he's saying, oh, season five might happen. So that's the producer so, talking. Well, yeah, but Duffer, right. is, the, Duffer is the creator, so yeah. if he doesn't want it, if he says he says season four and done, that's his decision. I mean, Netflix would always yeah, try I mean, to make until... a season five without them, but that would be a big mistake, and uh, I wouldn't watch it. And a lot of Here's people want it. Here's what I'm going to say about this. Yeah. We got a teaser trailer, and it was cool looking and everything. But until we actually get the actual full trailer for actually. this, and it comes up on big screens that says, coming soon, season four, the final season, I'm not going to believe that it's the final season until I see that on my screen. So, you know, I it, this, it's too popular. I still think that they probably, as much as I'm going to hate to see it go, go out on top. Don't do what The Walking Dead is doing. Don't do what a lot of series yeah. do and just drag <laughs> it on and on until nobody's yeah. watching it. Go out on top. Well, I think that's the you whole know, that's so. the whole reason, like I said, and that's where the Duffer brothers are at. Yeah. They are saying right. and it has been specific, he said season four is done. That's it. That is what they've both said. Yeah. That's where they're sticking to. I believe what they're going to do is 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 takes is use that as a way to get fans off their ass and then take the time they want and then put out a fifth season or a movie a movie a, a few a years down the the road where they can finish the, the end of their story at the age they wanted their characters to be. Because yeah. that was the problem. Right. They wanted their characters to be certain ages, and then the fans got in the way. So this is a reaction. Never listen to, to that. Well, I mean, you, you have to to an extent, right. but at the same yeah. point, Juncture, the reason why is they've, and I think the reaction was to Netflix, because obviously the producers in Netflix, because it's such a huge hit, want to keep making it. And they're like, yeah, no, we are in control. And they own the rights to it. Netflix doesn't. Yeah. So if they walk away, they don't get shit. That's just the, the the bottom line of it, and so Netflix, uh, you know, right. as much as their producers are like, yeah, we want to do this. I don't know if the Duffer Brothers are the kind of people who are going to. It's, it seems like their artistic value is more than just throwing money at them. Yeah. So it, it I like I said, I'm going to take it as value from the creator of the show. That no, that's why I said it is in the news and it is very well known that this is it. Ain't no other Duffers out there. That's yeah. right, brother. So there are those guys. Not to mention, I, 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 I it would be a mistake because, once again, Netflix doesn't own it. 
uh, they only own the rights to play it. Yeah. And so therefore, right. if, therefore, if they fuck with them, they could walk and take it somewhere else. And with HBO Max and Disney Plus and Hulu and all those things out there fighting for content, the last thing you want to do as Netflix is go, oh, and we just handed you the the biggest franchise we could that's very distinctly a netflix fr- franchise mm-hmm. too like that's their big that would be the like, biggest one you you think that disney's not jumping out the bits to put that on yeah they they would probably change their policy of having r-rated stuff on disney plus oh absolutely just for that would. show uh, you gotta be kidding me right you know so i'm i'm just throwing it out there i i if i'm gonna take it by the creators whenever a creator says they're not going to do something usually they don't unless they're uh, can be corrupted by money or unless the producer owns it that's yeah. always when there's a problem when the producer owns the show we we run into problems like friday the 13th let's be yep. honest yeah that's a good point uh got a couple other things from netflix they announced uh, uh new seasons for a couple of other things uh one is uh season two of lock and key has been officially announced so that was a fun show you uh, um, you watched it is it good yeah i did enjoy it it was kind of uh i guess the best way i could describe it is it was like the haunting of hill house meets the goonies meets um the chronicles of narnia okay so it's kind of like a combination of those three things I like uh, it all was a lot those. more kind of a lot more like teeny bopperish compared to the haunting of hill house so i, I oh, yeah. other than there was a big creepy old house i wouldn't say that it was like that but it kind of it resembled that just you know the the, the house itself somewhat resembled it didn't but it did yeah but it was kind of like like you know the goonies meets the chronic i really felt like it was like the chronicles chronicles of narnia uh, like the lion the witch and the wardrobe like yeah that, that specific one see it looked so like a cool was, show was, and the main it was really cool um so it was it was definitely more aimed at teenagers whereas haunting a hill house i would say was much more aimed at adults yeah that's a... uh or stranger things kind of stranger things is kind of between the two you know it's kind of mm. it's it's aimed towards teens but it's got more of adult you know content in it at the same time i don't know that i would call uh stranger things uh r-rated i would say that's probably like a hard pg-13 i don't think that there's a lot of language and stuff like in a it. lot of creature gore uh, well the gore might push creature it. gore yeah so you know lock and key it was it was pg to pg-13 see the uh um, i i wanted to watch it but the thing that turned me off of lock and key was uh when you clicked onto netflix the homepage when you when it first came on the uh kind of like teaser the you know how they have like their main teaser shows right. like the two kids leading people through the house um they were like talking to the screen you know breaking the fourth wall and like this is our house and oh. this is and i was like i don't yeah. want to watch this anymore <laughs> so yeah, I, don't, if, I don't think that that happened in it, it well it no it doesn't it was very phone. clearly a commercial and it was a bad commercial yeah. and i was like I, I, I made my I made my judgment based off of, like because it's the brother and sister or whoever they are I don't I don't know if they're brother are they right. brothers and sisters they're they're like hey welcome yeah, to our house and this is this and that and I was like oh f- yep never mind on this one but if you're saying it's right. good I'll check it out yeah I mean again I mean if I'm ranking you know haunting a hill house stranger things and this I would say that this was probably last place between the three no oh, yeah. but it was still good it was a it was a it was an entertaining show. Um, when I started watching it, I kind of, after the first episode or two, I was like, yeah, I don't even know if I want to really finish this. Mm-hmm. And I pushed through it and I got, you know, I, I ended up really enjoying it. Oh. Um, you know, I, I would say, you know, stranger things is definitely the best one. Haunting Hill house, a very close second. And then this, you I, know, I, I, I would even... give this maybe like a 70 out of a hundred. 
Or seven know. out of ten. Those haunting a hill house and Stranger Things are totally different ballparks, but totally different, completely different things. But they were both incredible in their own way. Yeah, you know, haunting a hill house. I, I actually. Um, Two years ago in October, when it first came out, I, I watched it in the month of October. This past October, I went back and rewatched it because I loved it so much, and I loved it just as much the second time. Yeah, Lock and Key. I don't know that I'd go back and watch it again. If but you're I glad did, you it would did. Be the last episode. With that, you're you're glad you watched it. I'm glad I watched it. If I was going to go back and watch anything again with it, it would be the final episode just to kind of like remind myself what happened before mm-hmm. going into season two. But I don't think I could go back and watch the whole series again, the whole season again. Yeah. So, but it was entertaining. I think that you'd probably enjoy it. I just don't know that you would love it. I don't think you'd hate it. Well, thanks, Mike. So, but what you, what's that? (laughs) Well, thanks. Yeah. What I know you will love is the news that Netflix also announced that Castlevania has been renewed for a fourth. Yes. That's so. So the Belmonts will be back. So what? Uh, uh, did, any idea when time frame or it's probably gonna be uh, two no, years? Two no. years. Netflix yeah, never probably, says. I, yeah. That I don't know. I'm guessing you're probably, especially with everything shut down right now, you're probably looking at like late 2021, sometime 2022. Has it just been because a, of what's going on in the world? Yeah, it's been like a year between each season, I think. So probably, yeah. Yeah, and who knows how far along they are? I mean, that's it's you know different because it's animation. Well, that can all be but, done remotely, uh, you know, like the animators can be working so. on their own and then the, they can just send, so, send yeah, the files. Yeah, I mean, you may get your wish with that sooner rather than later. But yeah, there was no dates given for either one of those series. Yeah. So, okay. so yeah, it, but it's coming. You're going to be excited. Oh, and I am uh, too. Last couple of things here um, that I wanted to kind of go over. The next two things are actually based on games. Uh, Resident Evil 3 uh, came out you know, many years ago, as we all know. Nemesis. Uh, well, they're remaking it, and uh, I think most people are, that are fans of the series Stars. are aware that the remake is coming. Uh, that will be available this Friday, April 3rd. Excellent. And I got to say, I had never played any of the original games. Uh, the only one I had ever played was 7, which is Biohazard. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Went back and replayed that not long ago. Loved it you know, again. But I didn't know anything about the original um, Resident Evil 2. And I knew they remade it, and I waited till it came down in cost because why am I going to pay so much, you know, sixty-five dollars for a Nintendo game or a PlayStation One game or whatever it was? PlayStation One. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised. It was an amazing game, so I was instantly excited when I heard that three was being remade. So that is going to be out this weekend. Yeah, three is uh, pretty intense. That uh, Nemesis is chasing you pretty much throughout. Yeah. Um, two. Yeah, two is excellent too. Is yeah, the, the, that Nemesis character, I didn't know what it was. It just kept showing up in the second one, yeah. and it was a pain in the neck. No, it's not a Nemesis um, in the but, second one. What's it? Uh, oh, there's a different name for it in the yeah, second Yeah, they one. have a different uh, guy in the second one. Oh, it wasn't the same it's thing. It's like a precursor to Nemesis, but yeah. Nemesis is the third. Uh, I'll look it up. Keep going. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's coming. You know, I'm excited. Um, there's also, in, a, in this one, I, I don't know how they're getting this one through. But uh, this was just announced uh, today, April 1st, when we're recording the show. This this came out. Uh, there's an officially licensed Friday the 13th board game coming. It's going to be called Friday the 13th Horror at Camp Crystal Lake. And this thing looks pretty cool. Yeah, so, you, you play as six players. And you get to play yeah, as all the tropes. I don't understand and you have to try how to... anything that's an officially licensed Friday the 13th anything is coming out right now. But... With, with the lawsuit, but they say that that's what it is. Well, um, somebody squeaked something through. I don't know. <laughs> maybe because yeah. it was, maybe unbeknownst to us, it was in production prior to the gag. 
which they just didn't put it out. I don't, out. Know. I thought I don't that know. Anything that was had to be stopped. Well, no, the video game was an ongoing thing. Well, no, no. Well, anything that was done up to that point, they couldn't stop. Like they could still sell the video game, but they couldn't add anything to it after the stop date. But anything uh, that yeah. like like and all the like the figures, like the NECA figures, they could they created the ones for last year because they weren't out yet, but they were already in production. So that's how they got around right. it. Is because if they were in production before the stop date, they could put them out to the world because they couldn't make somebody take a great loss on them because they had no. the rights already. Okay. So maybe this game was a holdover and was in production already and for whatever reason they paused and then you know whatever whatever because they're maybe they were hoping to add some content to it or something and there's a possibility that they're not adding any you know since this is dragging on they're like fuck it we can't take any more uh chances uh we were allowed to make it so let's just put it out and just not add content yet right so to go back to the resident evil 2 creature it's called tyrant in resident evil 2 that when it's airdropped into the police station um, that is Tyrant, not Nemesis. Nemesis no. is three. Looked, to me, it looked exactly the same. I mean, it's similar, clearly, so. yeah, like the it's the first stage of that. What what uh, yeah. Umbrella Corporation was doing, but yeah, just yeah. for accuracy, and it just kind of pops up and shows up. It, it has a place in the second one, but the third one, it definitely looks like it's much more based on that. Like the whole thing revolves around that character. So, oh yeah, uh, I hope He's that it's chasing uh, you throughout stars. It's not going to frustrate me to no end like it did in the second. Oh, one. it's very stressful. Um, you you hear you hear him say stars, and then he's coming at you all the time. It's terrible. I mean, it's great. Oh, it's okay. a great. It's a great game, but it's terrifying. It's just nonstop. Yeah. Well, the new one, I, I don't know. It looks cool. Yeah. So I saw. I, I I did go on uh, YouTube and I uh, kind of played a video of the second, the original second game, and then you know watching what happened compared to what you play in the in the uh the remake of it i mean it's completely different it was so cool yeah such a cool game so i'm excited i plan on getting it it's to me it'll be worth the money yeah, uh, last story this is uh coming up uh april 5th which is uh just a few days from now Th- i know this is the big i waited till last because i knew you guys were going to be excited to hear this and uh, i know everybody our listeners are going to be excited to hear this the Sci-Fi Channel will be airing an all-day Sharknado marathon where every Sharknado movie will be on. Oh, Who man. Is Put Zeroing. your hands up now. I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. I'm watching it. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> April Zeroing. 5th. How dreamy. April 5th was originally going to be, you know, I was going to watch WrestleMania, but now Sharknado <laughs> all day. Not anymore. Sharknado all Sharknado day. Sharknado primes everything. WrestleMania when you got that? Yeah. Who needs, who needs so. any form of entertainment? You know, when you have yeah. Sharknado. That Sharknado is, is the end-all, be-all. Not really, but, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> no yeah. I would be more in if they were going to play Clownado with it as well. Is there a Clownado? Yeah, brother. I oh. wish I was you know making what? that up, but I'm not. To steal a line, hmm. to steal a line from Friday the 13th, Part 6, we got the whole enchilada. <laughs> the whole series. I was going to go with uh, We're Dead Meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's man. it. That's what I got this week. Well, there you go. And uh, since Mike, that's what Mike has. If you want to comment on anything we talked about, any of the news stories, anything that you would like us to talk about, hey, if there's a movie you would like us to discuss on here, because we're getting ready to review section when we come back. So uh, anything like that, or you just want to say hi, because you know, during quarantine, you might be bored. We also might be bored. Yeah. We're definitely into answering back. You can do that on our social media. We are on Facebook, Horror Zone 607. Like and share that page. We are on Twitter and Instagram at 
HorrorZone607. Uh, for all the social medias, when talking uh, about the show, use that hashtag HZ607, uh, showing that support. We always love to have that. Of course, if you would like to uh, help out and uh, pay help pay some of the bills here on the podcast, you can do that monetarily and get a bunch of bonus, awesome bonus content and more to come uh, by by joining us on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash 8122productions for $1 a month, which equals out to $12 a year. Or if you want to be a chubby chaser, that's what we call the $3 <laughs> level. You can do it for $3. It gets you a little more comfy uh, table. So, so a friend of the show is $1 a month. Chubby chaser is $3. So we're not trying to break the bank. We're just trying to bring in uh, money to help pay for the cost here. Of course, we'll always bring you the show for free. But if you join that, you get a whole bunch of bonus content from the 3 Fat Nerds podcast you get uh this show early uh maybe some bonus content more from here in the future you get bonus content from the wrestling show that i do with ken m from the odph uh which speaking of which we have that big wrestlemania preview if you're a wrestling fan coming out this week go keep your eyes on the three fat nerds podcast network because uh, that's where that'll be coming out and uh, of course last but certainly not least you get diesel and sometimes mike although he's in quarantine right now so he doesn't want to be bug catching <laughs> throw no. back to uh what this week's is about that i got to put out tonight because that's right the last episode for march oh no last episode of march came out last week so that was about bug catching so there you guys have it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and if you don't know what that is, Wait, you can find out in Love is Scary, over. Dr. Derek is doing the Lord's work. And uh, Mike, Mike uh, finally talked enough smack that he got to see the uh, hashtag dial H for hot ramen photos. How yeah, did that How did I that treat you? Right by those pictures. How did that, that treat you? That made me nauseous. How did that treat you? I was getting ready to make dinner, and I got sick to my stomach. (laughs) Perfect timing. Uh, You don't have to see the pictures. You can just hear the story. So that's the good news. You can do all that (laughs) on patreon.com slash 8122productions. It's a lot of fun. Uh, With that, we are going to take a break. Well, we're on break. When we come back, though, we are going to do our Horror Zone review segment uh, for a movie. And a movie we all love. It's called April Fool's Day. We will talk about that when we come back. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to The Zone, and here we are. We're doing the Horror Zone review section, and this week for Horror Zone review, we have, uh, you know, we're recording this on April 1st. I'm actually debating. I'll probably put the show out to the masses tonight. I'll just get it out there. because He's, he's very excited. Because I'm very excited to get this to the world because this is one of my favorite like, horror movies of all time. Like, sit down. You're yeah, bouncing it's, all it's over hard. the place. It's hard, to, it's hard to keep my excitement <laughs> contained. 
Uh, you know, but one of, uh, and I was so excited to see this and I got to show this to my wife and kid who had never seen it. So it, it made the twist ending that much better. Of course, we're talking about it's April fool's day. We're talking about April fool's day, not the shitty remake that I've never watched and will never watch. We're talking original. Uh, the movie was released on March 27 of 1986. It was directed by Fred Walton. Uh, music was con uh, uh, composed by Charles Bernstein. I, I, I say that cause the, the, the music is very good in that movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It oh is. yeah, it's it's some of the best uh, '80s slasher horror movie, movie what, music. Yeah, well, we'll dive into that in a minute. The budget of the movie five million dollars in 1986. That's quite a bit, yeah. but it made 12.9 million in the box office, which is amazing considering the fact that that's before megaplexes. Yeah. So I mean, doubling yep. your money back then was a lot to do. So, uh, very good movie. Um, so let me go through a quick synopsis. I'm not going to read the Google synopsis. I'm just going to give you my synopsis, uh, and then we're going to go dive into the review. We're all going to get in uh, synopsis of the movie. Group of friends go to a rich friend's uh, summer home that is on an island. You can only get there by ferry. Uh, once they're there, they're kind of trapped on the island. You, you can guess what happens next. It's the 1980s slasher film. So people start to die. And then they're trying to figure out, hey, who's behind these killings? And then, once again, we'll talk about it in a minute, has one of the greatest twist endings of all time to end out the movie. So uh, since I, I, I since I gave my synopsis first, you know what? We'll start with the guy at home. Mike, what do you think about uh, uh, April Fool's Day? So the first thing I want to say is, um, as a child who was afraid of horror movies, definitely afraid of all horror movies when I was little, um, I remember going to the video stores. And there was always the horror section was always there uh, front and center. It seemed like, and I remember this, th there's two um, covers that I remember more than anything. One is Friday the 13th part six, where Jason's jumping out of the lake and coming after Tommy with the fire scared me and sc to death, totally scarred me for life. The other one was the cover for April fool's day with the girl with the noose in her uh, hair in the ponytail Okay. Uh, with the knife, the knife, the knife behind. behind well, she had the noose for the yeah. hair and the knife behind her yeah, back. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That cool. Right. So that one scarred me as well. So it wasn't until I was in my twenties, I think, maybe like late twenties, yep. when yeah, I finally cool. saw this movie for the first time. And um, my God, let me let me just say that this is by far one of my favorite slasher movies of all time. And we're going to consider it that because it is technically considered a horror movie. Uh, we were talking off before the show where I almost, because of like everything that happens in the movie, I almost would more consider it once, once you hit the punchline that it's actually a comedy and not a horror movie at all. It's but satirical. Let's face it, it's, it's set well, up as a slasher movie. Well, you don't hit the. It's done brilliantly. You don't hit that point until you get to the twist ending. Because up until the end right. of the movie, it is, it is a straight 80s slasher film. And even people are right. dying, people are things are happening, you're discovering bodies. Uh, pretty awesome makeup effects, by the way. The Absolutely, movie. yes. And right. even though, like, yeah, it uh, the twist ending does kind of make everything else seem a little bit lighter. What the uh, character Muffy does is pretty messed up either, either way. I, I would call that horrifying. Yeah. Uh, so, right. so I forgot to mention the cast of this movie uh, playing Muffy slash Buffy, which we'll get to in a second. <laughs> Deborah Foreman, uh, uh, Nikki, who was the, uh, the, 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 the promiscuous one, if you will, yes. the super promiscuous one, uh, was played by Deborah Goodrich. Clayton Royner plays Chaz. Chaz is the videographer, camera guy kind of dude. Uh, Griffin O'Neill plays Skip St. John, the cousin, which uh, there's a fun part in the twist ending we'll find out that's about. one of uh is that tatum o'neill's 
Uh, yes. Yes, it is. It yeah. is. Their brother. Yeah. Ryan O'Neill's son. Yes. Or, yeah. yeah. Or no, John Voight's. Or not John Voight. Ryan O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill. Yeah. O'Neil. Yeah. O'Neil. yeah, you're right. Why am I, <laughs> John Voight. Why, why John Voight. Why am I thinking? Why am I? All of a sudden, I'm thinking of Angelina <laughs> Jolie. Right. I'm thinking of Angelina. You're thinking of uh, another one there. I was <laughs> Angelina Jolie. I, listen, I was I was looking at a, a very oh, hot. Yeah. I, I was looking at a very hot uh, a, a woman that we've. Uh, I've had the chance to meet before, and uh, I was kind of, and I think Mike has met her as well, and I, it just threw me off into like hot yeah. women. What uh, happened I'm, with I'm John Voight and Ryan O'Neill? Playing, man. playing, playing. Uh, you don't want to know. <laughs> you, you don't want to know. Uh, playing, playing Kit. Playing Kit was that hot woman. That was Amy Steele, by the way. Yeah. Uh, of course, yeah. most famously for being the final girl, Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Dopes. Uh, Jay Baker plays Harvey. By the way, the picture of Jay Baker from when he got older looks nothing like Harvey, the the preppy uh, beatnik. And of course, Ken o- Olant plays Rob. Yeah. What uh, about uh, our uh, yeah? And I didn't realize Biff. that Ken Olant was the same guy that was uh, Jennifer Aniston's boyfriend at Leprechaun. Yeah, isn't that crazy? He looked familiar, but yeah, I didn't realize it was the same guy. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. I'm, I got to pull up the full cast list. Sorry, Biff, Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen. What's his name? Thomas. Biff Tannen. Biff Tannen is in the movie. Yes, it's Thomas. I got to pull yes, up the full is. list. Sorry, the full list. They only give you like the top five, and I don't know why he's not in the top. Yeah, five. Yeah, he's one of the big, big dogs in it. It's Thomas I F. Wilson. Wilson. I noticed um, he plays Arch in the movie when they were going through the credits. They did him in alphabetical order by yeah. based on their last name. And so of course, Lee Pincent is plays Nan. Nan's yeah. a, Nan. Nan is Nan. what Diesel would yeah. call a dirty, dirty girl. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, he's uh, a saucy mink. That one. Yeah. Listen, I, I gotta go. We got. Ju- let's just go through the. I'm not gonna go through scene for scene in the movie, but let's just talk about some things throwing out there. So, like, the movie opens up. You meet people. Like, some of these people have not. We said it before. They don't seem to be all friends. No. And even some of them aren't. Like, they they were just meeting each other. The weirdest part to me is when they're pulling up. The two people who are late are Rob, uh, that's Kit's boyfriend, and uh, Harv which is the the preppy dude and they pull up together but they don't know each other yeah. they just met but yet he caught a ride with him yeah, which is super weird yeah. the whole thing uh, and I was telling you guys via text message last night rewatching this just like it doesn't seem like these people are a group of friends yeah well, <laughs> well Art, Arch and Chaz there are a few like Arch a few Chaz, pairs Arch, that, Arch yeah. and Chaz seem to be good friends and uh, Arch makes quick friends with Skip because yeah. remember, Skip and the cousin of Muffy, Skip, uh, they make quick friends on the boat, which comes into play because they're doing, uh, they're playing a game where they're trying to reach the uh, switchblade, yep. and uh, they fake everybody out by acting like it went into them, but it was a prop. It was kind of funny, and that leads to the first uh, w- death of the movie, which was gruesome looking. Great, great, by the way, great makeup effect there. His whole face oh, is yeah. torn off the side as the boat crushes him between that and the dock. Yeah. Oh man, it's crazy. Because yeah, they're doing that game, and then the one guy. And it's like if you watch it for the first time, it's like, oh shit, it just got real really yeah. quick. Um, the guy gets the switchblade in the stomach. Yep, skip, and he falls off the boat. And yeah. he falls off the boat, they all dive in, and since the guy's in the water already, he's like, I'll just hook everything up from the water, and then the boat bam smashes yeah, he's his face. The, and he's the boat hand. He's the the ferryman is the guy driving the boat, and this is the other guy's the boat hand. Yeah. Uh, of course the constable is there, takes him to the hospital, and that's why they're stranded on the island because he takes their boat to the island because he, he he gives the boat he gives the constable boat to the ferry guy yeah uh, to take the other guy to the hospital and then he takes uh muffy's uh family boat to get back to shore himself yes so that's why there's no boat when they first go up 
Well, then, you know, things start to happen around, you know, they have a little dinner party. People start to find things, weird things in the room, like Harv, uh, well, Harv, first of all, by the way, how, how, how shitty is Harv? He steals <laughs> Cuban cigars. <laughs> but then one of them has a firecracker in it. So they do the firecracker gag, which is hilarious because all these people are pranking each other. It's April yeah. Fool's Day. Yeah. It's, it's happening. But uh, you start to see Harv finds uh, clippings from a car accident. Uh, the uh, uh, what's her name there? Uh, Nikki finds the bondage stuff. Oh, of course, yeah, she's yeah. into some kinky shit. Let's yeah. be honest. Oh, yeah. The sex scene between her and Chaz, where she's full, like they're both folded like a pretzel. I was like, even though they're not really having sex, that's pretty Kamar Sutra shit right there, man. Yeah, they're doing. Uh, they're doing some stuff. Uh, who else? Uh, Nan has the recording of the baby which really sets her off uh because i had to, to explain this to mike you find out later on why she's upset she had an abortion yeah so the baby crying is in a uh, is a, was like and, and, and she's like how could you do this to me and that's where the horror element really comes in yeah. like this this friend of theirs is really doing this to yeah them. yeah oh, well man. well somebody who somebody knows these because they, they you know we right now we think it's a killer so somebody yeah. knows stuff about them yeah and then you know the the eyes with the uh <laughs> the painting, painting with the eyes yeah. cut out but it's actually a clock that I did. It was kind of funny. Yep. But anyways, uh, the next day, Muffy seems to be a lot different. And that's when the killings start. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get some pretty cool ones. Yeah. They, we get some pretty cool disappearances and killings. Uh, at one point in Juncture, uh, we have the decapitation. Uh, for Oh, well, no, Skip dies the night of the first night. Remember? Yeah, Skip. He's underneath the, he comes underneath the thing the next day when they're trying to make Nookie in the boathouse. Yes. And then once they do that, Arch, uh, or not, was it Arch? Yeah, Arch gets the, uh, the his head chopped off. And then there's the well scene where the, the, well, she uh, finds the head of the, the, the bodies and, and the bodies float up, which is pretty gross. That was pretty crazy. Uh, then of course her uh, uh, Chaz gets it with his uh, his his dick getting cut off. Yeah, <laughs> well he's wearing a gift mask. <laughs> well she comes back in and yeah. he's just lying there with his hands covering his junk. She's like, I'm not going to touch it. I'm and not gonna touch she, it. he's not responding. And yeah, then ugh. Yeah, uh, and then she gets it, which we she gets it off screen because the killer's in the room still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Amy Steele uh, and her boyfriend, Rob, but Amy Steele mostly, you know, makes the final girl run. Yeah. So like, like any horror movie in the 80s, we have a final girl run. She discovers a bunch of bit bodies that weren't discovered before. Uh, Harv is like hogtied, <laughs> hogtied, noosed up and dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else was that? Uh, Nan is, is I can't remember. I don't remember died. the names. She, she died. Nan was the uh, one well, in I- the... Uh, uh, the, the one that was upset, but yeah, she yeah. died. Uh, so now it's down and we find out that Muffy has a twin sister named Buffy and that Buffy was in a mental institute and has escaped. So now, and they find the uh, decapitated head of Muffy in the basement. Yeah. Uh, which was really where they cool see well. the it, like marks where they used to mark yeah, their height yeah, as yeah, they yeah, were yeah. growing older. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where that's one of the first things you're like, oh, shit, you know, she's crazy. That explains why she's acting completely different, which I also brought up to you guys. How weird is it in this movie that nobody calls her out for acting different? Yeah. Except for the one character. And she's like, she's wearing all nurse shoes. And the other person's reaction was literally like, ooh, that's not that's a bad fashion statement. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> right. Like nobody's like she's all disheveled. She has like her bags under her eyes. She looks crazy. Her hair is all crazy. She doesn't look the same. Like the night before when she's like all partying, you, you get the feeling that she's uh you know they her and nikki talk uh because nikki has i guess they're eskimo sisters is oh yeah what i took from yep. that because they're like they're talking about that uh arch tries to get him a piece doesn't quite make it mm-hmm. uh so you know you have all this going on amy Steele and her boyfriend are still you know alive and and, and now 
Buffy is, you know, they're onto her, but she's onto them. She's chasing them around, and we enter the gigantic climax. Yeah. The best, this is the reason to watch this movie. Uh, Rob is in the uh, closet. He, he's locked he's in He's locked there. in a closet. And he declares his love. Yes. Finally, so I love you. I love you. He keeps screaming like a little girl. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, he's locked in a closet. <laughs> like, it, and, and trust me, this is not an R. Kelly locked in the closet moment. He's, he's, he's locked in, in the, the closet. closet too. That's right. So, uh, and she is in the uh, this big dining room and uh, Buffy is backing her way towards the doors. She's got nowhere to run. Buffy starts stabbing at her with a knife. She opens the doors and you enter the study where everybody who is dead is sitting there. Just chilling. Just chilling. Not saying anything, reading papers. Some of them are like doing other things, but they're just sitting there. Nobody is acknowledging she's in the room. Mm -hmm. Buffy's behind her. No, everybody, she's like, what's going on? And finally, Buffy shows her that the knife is fake. Yep. And then everybody in the room starts laughing and yells, April Fools. Yes. And uh, in the closet, by the way, is, is also a masterpiece because Rob is, it now it shows that the guy who was on the boat, the boat hand, is in the closet with Rob. And Rob starts like peeing himself and screaming. Yeah. And he takes off the prosthetic and slaps it on Rob's face before <laughs> letting him out of the closet. <laughs> and he runs into the next room and they're all there and they're all dying. Yeah, they're uh, all la- dying from laughter so we find out where we're getting into like we where we're going to break down so we find out that basically uh muffy is has been given the summer home because that's what she says on her 21st birthday she'll be given the summer home but her father wants to make sure she can uh afford it like even though they're rich on her own so what she's going to do is open like a murder mystery uh, uh getaway Yes. And it's going to be the first of its kind. And so she tested it out on her friends, unbeknownst to them. Which is fucked up. So as people were dying, which none of these people were in on it, as they were dying, she would bring them in on the joke. Yeah. So they went through a lot. The one guy that you find out, the one uh, guy that was the boat hand is actually a special effects makeup guy. Yep. He created all the effects based upon pictures and it looked good. Uh, the ferryman was actually the ferryman, but he he was doing his role acting. And he and thought we, he did well. I and think he thought he did. He, did, he yeah. did very well. He did very well. And of course, last but the constable was her uncle. Mm-hmm. And last but certainly not least, Skip, her cousin, was actually her twin brother. So she was a twin. Yeah. So it, it yeah. all it all pans out. And of course, then we get a second false ending. Buffy gets a Buffy gets a little drunk. She goes up to the room. She uh, oh, she apologizes if something hit close to home because she was just guessing. So yeah. it wasn't like she knew about the abortion. So she goes up to her room. She's drunk. There's a jack in the box and a present for her. From the opening. From right, the opening, it yeah. flashes back to her as a kid. Yeah. So in the she, opening. She, she, oh, she's going in out. She's going on it. She stops. She doesn't want to open it. And then she can't help herself. So she opens it. As soon as the jack in the box pops up, uh, the one girl pops up behind her and slits her fucking throat. Nan. Yeah, it's Nan. Yeah. She slits her throat, but not really. It's a fake knife. Yeah. So. Gotcha. April a, Fool's. A horror movie where no yep. one dies. Nobody officially dies. Yep. Uh, it's crazy, but it's a super good movie. It is a true slasher <laughs> film, but it has one of the greatest twist endings. Like everybody else has, like those, that was what I sells me on the movie. Not only is it a good slasher film and it's good and you you have the buildup of the whodunit and figuring things out, but at the end of the day, like, the twist gets you and it, it's perfect timing twist. Yeah. Uh, anything you guys want? I know you guys had some takeaways that you want to add. Uh, Professor, I know yeah, you. Yeah, so... Oh, you got to go first. I was actually reading about this. Um, I, I, I was reading about the production of the movie, and from what I understand, I, I think that they actually filmed it because um, there's, I guess, stills that have surfaced. But there was actually another ending where oh, uh, no. Skip, um, who throughout the movie you kind of see him before his character gets quote unquote killed off, 
um, he's gets drunk and he's complaining about how you know, Muffy gets all of the, the, uh, the, the perks and he doesn't get anything and it's not fair and this and that. And apparently they filmed some scenes or it was in the original script anyway, that he was going to be staying on at the house when everybody else leaves. And he actually killed Muffy for real to get the uh, house. So uh, yeah. they decided not to use it because they wanted it to be what it was. They wanted it to be more of a comedy and an April Fool's Day thing. They didn't want it to actually take on its dark final ending. So that whole final act got got uh, scrapped. I think that's but a good idea. But I guess idea. they did film that's it because there were stills. That's a great idea. Yeah, it was a good idea because yeah. it was perfect the way it was. Um, the other thing I want to point out, and I said this off air, and I said I was going to say it on air, and I'm, I'm going to. This no, don't. This movie such a bad rap. <laughs> What's that? I said, no, don't. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I'm too bad. Ju- I'm doing it anyway. Mike, but so, no. The movie's gotten a bad rap over the years, and a lot of people say it's a cop-out because of the twist ending, and it's not really a horror movie, and this and that. A lot of bad reviews because of, it, because of this. I say, for anybody that's a true horror fan, for anybody that loves horror as much as we do, this movie, you see it for what it is. An absolutely brilliant, brilliant movie. I've seen this movie probably over a dozen times in my life now. And every time I watch it, it gets better. It's just like, my God, oh, my God, this is so good. This is brilliant. This is an absolutely brilliant movie. And so anybody that disagrees, I'm sorry, you're not a horror fan if you don't think this movie's amazing. This is a fantastic, fantastic movie. But didn't you say, starting this off, that it's not technically a horror movie, Mike? I said that when (laughs) you get to the punchline of it, it really is more of a comedy than it is a slasher movie because nobody dies. It, nobody nobody was killed it was all fake it was a prank it, the whole thing was it was a comedy there's comedy bits throughout the whole film well so when you see it for what it really is uh, it actually is more of a comedy than a, than a horror movie i disagree but the way that it's built up you don't know that until the end like you guys said well so, i, I would know, disagree yeah. though like even the twist uh, like the fact that muffy's doing this is messed up like the, the i feel bad for those two at the end uh that you know they're they're emotionally like totally fucked up and like crying and like they're i you know that's that's messed up that this woman would do this to their to her friends yeah but at the same time <laughs> as you see it once they once they realize what's going on i mean rob's got a hold of the the fake buffy severed head and he's like pouring champagne down her throat and they're yeah. partying and this and that so well, it's yeah exactly. it's, it's, it. it's like as much of a horror movie as like uh say um ready or not you know, or uh, some of the more recent yeah. stuff like that, like ready or not, I agree. It, you know, there's still an underlying, this is messed up, you know, like, and that is horror. Like if, if a friend did that, you know, that's, that's messed up. That's horrific. Even if like nobody died, it's, those people are still going to be probably to some extent psychologically damaged or at least you know right. like i wouldn't trust that bitch <laughs> you know like be like fuck this i'm never going anywhere with you guys ever again you know like but uh it is it's it's really cleverly it, uh, like there's nothing quite like it to to be honest yeah of course like i said return of the final a, girl return of, right yeah because you have amy Steele, but there's no there, there's there's a reason why she's the final girl in this movie because the movie was produced by Frank Mancuso Jr. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So there's ties yeah, to Friday the 13th. Yeah, Paramount movie done by Mancuso Jr. I mean, it was very much like a, it's, almost like a Friday the 13th movie in a way. The music was different, but it kind of reminded me. The way it looked was 
you know, the way they filmed it, it kind well, of felt like said. a Friday the 13th movie. So. Pure slasher film. It yeah. really is a pure slasher film with a, with an amazing twist ending, in my opinion. That's yeah. how I've always viewed this movie. It's one of my, honestly, it's one of my top 10 horror movies of all time. I've always said that because it's ca- it yep. has so much into the twist ending. And it's a super good slasher movie up for the piece. It is on par with any other slasher, good slasher film from the 1980s as far as body count. Agreed. As far as makeup effects, because the makeup effects are really good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it is it is it is a great mystery at the end of the day as well, because you don't know. Uh, you start putting things together, but you don't know until that final act anyways who the killer is. Yeah. Like, you assume that there's something going on with, with Muffy that nobody is talking about, but at the same point in Juncture, there's no come right out like, oh, they don't tell you she has a, a twin sister. Like, that comes out in the final act. So you're kind of like, oh, wow, right. the whole time they've been kind of leading you along, leading you along, and here we go. And, and it takes off. And it's it's actually, you know, and then, like I said, the, the end is, is the final go run. You have all of that going on. And then you open a door and it's like nothing happened. Yeah. And it's but it, it's not disappointing. Nothing happened. It's just it's like, holy shit, this is amazing. And for uh, right. for a slasher film, there's some really interesting character development. Like I was talking about the opening scene where it flashes back to uh, Muffy's childhood and she's receiving presents on her birthday and the jack in the box or whatever. It and pops out and it's pops like, out, a, it's like a weird looking creature and it yeah. scares the shit out of her. So like clearly she comes from a family and like if you think about a rich family that like does this kind of thing to people or use like people pranks. yeah like that's messed up and like you get a sense like yeah of course you would do something like this you know um that's really kind of clever and uh oh, what was i gonna say uh the director fred fred walton or what did uh, you say fred, uh, yes fred walton um he directed uh when a stranger calls yes he did. um which amazing twist in that one and that was remade as well right yes it was terrible remake there was a terrible remake um but you know this guy this guy is a good horror director you know when a stranger calls the twist with uh the strange the guys in the house you know making the calls i remember uh being very young and that was a movie like my mom and my sister were very much about and they they like i remember watching that as a kid and once you find out that the guys in the house making the prank calls and that, that's messed up that scared the crap out of he, me. he also did the sequel when a stranger calls back oh. and he also did the sitter the from 1977 that was remade was yeah it? that was that was remade this uh, guy has done some stuff that has clearly influenced people uh yeah so there's there's been a lot of like he's he's done he's he's got quite the uh filmography the, the filmography body of work uh uh there's a movie called i saw what you did he did the stepford husbands not the stepford wives uh yeah so like the, he's he's done some stuff he's done some he's done some campier stuff he's done some really good stuff you know at the end of the day you, you know that's what you that's all you can ask for right that's yeah. all you can ask for right all right so guys we're gonna have a little bit of fun here uh so we're gonna do uh prices right rules we're gonna go through the rating percentages and such and see who comes out the victor this week uh so uh first it's gonna be imdb it's out of 10 and there can be points so like you know like 4.4 you know you know there you go so mike since you're at home it's easier because you can't see me you can go first out of 10 what did imdb give this movie uh imdb is what fans that are I am, voting imdb on is, fa- is yeah any fans? users okay. yeah it's any user any there's users. critics on there as well uh, but it's, it's a mixture of critic score and and fans because anybody okay. who is a member of the thing can do it um i'm gonna have to say i'm probably gonna go low with all of these just because so much hatred is is projected at this movie because of what it was um i'm gonna say this is out of 10 I, i'm gonna say six out of ten 
six out of ten you said okay uh professor uh i didn't know there was so much hatred about this movie but i will uh, uh, i'm gonna go seven seven okay mike we gonna say he's closer without going over 6.2 out of 10 oh well and uh, imdb oh, okay. okay next up is metacritic i Metac- just want to point out too yeah. I do my reviews out of ten. If I was reviewing this movie, I would say this is at least an eight and a half. Well, we're gonna get. A hey, nine hey we're gonna get to that. Oh, whoa, 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 We're jumping whoa, the gun. Whoa. We're giving yeah. our. We're gonna give our. We're giving our guards after this. I want to see. You know, right. this is. We do this first, You're so we can see where where they put it, and then we put it. Okay, jumping the gun. Jumping the gun, Mike. Jumping the gun. I know we're new to this format, <laughs> but jumping the gun. <laughs> All right, Metacritic, which is only... Should, you know, we should probably do a podcast about this. Maybe have a <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I think that's Met- a good idea. <laughs> Metacritic, which is only critics. Out of 100%, Professor. Oh, critics are going to slam this. Uh, three. Well, it's three out, out of 100%. Of- so 30%? <laughs> No, three percent out of a hundred. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with it. Three percent out of a hundred. Okay. Okay. Mike. Mike. What do you got? Uh, I'm gonna say about the same thing. Maybe like forty-five percent. Forty-five percent. And once again, you got it because it's forty-nine percent on Metacritic. Oh, he's cheating. Oh wow. And <laughs> no. Now rotten. <laughs> to- now rotten tomatoes. Tomatoes. Out of a hundred percent. Remember, this is fans and critics. Mike, you can go first. Out of a hundred percent, what did Rotten Tomatoes give this? I'm gonna say forty-five percent. And professor, sixty percent. Damn, Mike's on a roll. Forty-four percent. He's tomatoes. cheating. <laughs> he's, is it really? Yeah, forty-four. He's cheating. I'm telling you. Oh, now here's goodness. the here's the real telling one. Here's the real telling one. And I already hit like on it. Google users, just fans. Professor, out of a hundred percent, what do Google users give this movie? Eighty percent. Mike. Uh, is Google the one that usually gives it a little bit of a higher score? Well, it's just fans. One? One fans. Of them it's just fans. So yes, it's usually because of just fans. It's usually Google. Yes. Just fans. I'm going to stick with the same. Th- I'm going to say about 45, 50 percent. And, and and the professor went with eighty. The professor got this one right. Eighty eighty four percent like uh, this on Google. Really? Yeah. Well, it's huge with fans. That's the whole thing about this movie. Like it got kind of bashed by critics. But then again, most horror movies do. Yeah. But fans of this the movie uh, came out in droves for it. Now let's talk about our scores, right? That's what that's what we were going to talk about. Our scores. So, Mike, you already got your so go ahead and say it again. So, out of ten, what is your <laughs> yeah. score for this movie? No, Mike doesn't get to talk. Yeah, now. I'm gonna say <laughs> again, just based on the fact that for me, out of a score of between one and ten, with nine and ten pretty much being like brilliant to perfection. I, I've got to say, I mean, you know, it was a slasher movie, so it's got little things here and there if I'm nitpicking, but I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of ten. This was one of the more, one of the better scripts and one of the better, you know, more more well-executed uh, horror movies, no pun intended, um, you know, of all of them in that era. So, yeah, I'm going to say an eight and a half out of ten. All right, Professor, what do you got for this score for this movie? Well, going from the Professor, I'm going to put my Professor hat on and say like an 85 is a B. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this a B plus, which is like an 89, 80, 88 to 89%. There you go. Okay. So B plus. So you're, 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 you're right, right, right about where Mike is a little higher. Maybe yeah. right close to that. Uh, out of 10, I'm going to give this movie a nine. The reason I give it a nine is because it's, like I said, it's in my top 10. Uh, there is movies that go higher. As we know, I don't give anything a perfect grade. Closest things to that is like how the original Halloween, which is my number one horror movie of all time. That's mm-hmm. like a 9.5 because yeah. I won't give anything a 10. I'm, I'm kind of one of those people. 9.5 for Halloween? Yeah. yeah. 
What, you don't, you don't, not a 9.9? Listen, I can't, I can't bring... <laughs> 9.5 is the highest I will go, even though it's out of 10. And I, the reason why is because I don't believe in perfect. Because there's nothing that's perfect. Let's not even honest. Mr. Perfect? Not even Mr. Perfect. Listen. Oh, man. I, we're not going to go but into that. Not gonna, <laughs> let's not take not me true. down that I road. I saw Mr. Perfect. Mr. Perfect threw, a, threw himself a 100-yard touchdown pass. I saw it. It was on TV. It really I, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to say anything else than <laughs> where, what is he doing now? What, what is he doing now? He's being perfect. Shh. <laughs> we won't comment absolutely on anything else. perfect. More like absolutely dead. Anyways, uh, so uh, we all gave this a little high grades. Like I said, I was in my top ten. I know Mike places this rather high as well in his all-time list as well. It's it's a great movie. If you've never seen it, even though we gave away the twist, it ain't a spoiler because obviously this movie's almost 25 years old at this point. Uh, but uh, Isn't it 35 check it out. years old? Uh, or 34? 35. 30, 34. 34 years old. 34 years old. 86? I said, I yeah. said, yeah. 20, I'm off. I'm off. I'm, I'm off yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm old and I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 25. <laughs> this makes me feel older. If I, I I can feel younger if I say twenty five. <laughs> Think about it. I don't. I don't want to admit. I'm, 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 I'm on the. I'm on the forty turn. I got you. I got Mike's you. Mike's already there. Right? Yeah. I'm on the forty turn. Uh, speaking yep. of speaking of what we're going to do this month, we're, what we're going to do this month is tying in uh, with our reviews for the rest of the month. We decided what our next two weeks are going to be because we're going to tie it in with Shutter's halfway to Halloween month, which is all April long. Yes. Of course. As you know, we are not sponsored by Shudder, unfortunately, yet. Hopefully someday. But uh, we do love watching it. And if you're a horror fan, it is an essential service you should have. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, because of the quarantine, because of everything going on, out of the kindness of their hearts, if you go and you don't have a Shudder account already, if you go to Shudder and start an account with the promo code SHUTIN, that's S-H-U-T-I-N, you will get a 30-day free subscription to Shudder. After that, I do believe it's like $5.99 a month. It's so worth it. And it's, it's great. They have a ton of stuff on there. So they announced their April lineup, and they're calling it the halfway to Halloween month. Uh, of course, on the first, we're talking movies that came out Friday the 13th, part one through eight are up on Shutter right now. Uh, the Exorcist is up on Shutter, And also the Halfway to Halloween collection. I'm not sure what's on that list. They have curated lists that they do for everything. Uh, I haven't tuned into it today yet, yeah, so well. I, I will be checking that out and seeing what is on their curation for that. Uh, but we're, uh, I mean, uh, throughout the month, we're going to get stuff like Haunters, The Art of the Scare, Tales of Halloween, Absentia is coming on there, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, uh, We Are What We Are, uh, Extremity, Voice from the stone uh, to Helen back the Kane Hodder story, the siren and so much more. Of course, the return of the last drive in with Joe Bob Briggs yes. season two premiere starting at 9 PM on the, uh, on April 24th. Very highly recommended. Oh yeah. It's great. So there's, and there's, and there's many, much, much more stuff. I was just kind of doing a rundown, but where we're going, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Cursed films. Uh, they're doing a set of episodes on Curse Films 5, to be exact. Uh, one of them is coming out on tomorrow, as uh, we're recording this on the 1st of uh, April. Uh, then there's two coming out on, four, on the 9th, and then two coming out on the 16th. Uh, and uh, so The Exorcist is coming out on April 2nd. So tomorrow, if you sign up, uh, when you hear this, you can watch that right away. I will be watching that. Yes. Mike will not be watching that. Originally, I wanted to no. do next week's review on The Exorcist, but he's talked about this on this show before. He is terrified of The Exorcist and will not watch The Exorcist. So we will not be watching The Exorcist. Instead, we are going to focus on what's coming next week. The two for next week for episode two is Poltergeist. Episode three is The Omen. And we've decided Poltergeist. So next week's Horror Zone review will be Poltergeist. And if you want to see why it's cursed, we might talk about it a little bit on the show. Absolutely. But you can check out Cursed Movies there. And the following week on this show, uh, the for them on the 16th, the two episodes are episode four of The Crow and episode five, Twilight Zone, the movie. That week, we will be watching Twilight Zone, the movie. Uh, hence, our name is 
Horror Zone 607. Yeah. We are in the town where the Twilight Zone was created. So we are going to actually uh, dive into the Twilight Zone, the movie. And I can't wait to do that one, by the way. Yeah. I love, uh, the movie, I'm a big fan. As a big Twilight Zone fan, as a big uh, John Landis fan, and John Lithgow man in that well uh, you're also a big fan of the twilight saga and the twilight saga yes i I also want to point out that uh, we are also big fans of the dan Aykroyd opening scene oh yes it has a callback at the end yeah uh if you've never seen the movie real scary yeah if you haven't seen the movie it is definitely worth in the beginning and then there's a callback at the end that opening used to terrify me i got a clap for that opening it's so good so i cannot wait to watch that but next week on this show for the horror zone 607 review segment we will be talking about the original poltergeist i can't wait not not to be confused with poltergeist no poltergeist uh so we are better than uh the poltergeist remake uh yeah we're not gonna talk about the poltergeist remake we don't talk about those yeah no no. we we pretend that didn't exist anyways that doesn't exist i forgot about that Uh, yeah thanks for bringing it up mike thanks for bringing up bad memories it's like bringing up something to an abused child you son of a bitch yeah anyways uh we are going to take our final (laughs) break when we come back from the break mike c has got a special list that's dealing with something that's on shutter friday the 13th Come back to find out what he's doing. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Ken M. Padawan J. Coach Tuffy. From the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, and you're listening to Rich and Mike on the Horror Zone 607 Podcast. Welcome back to the zone. It is countdown time. So you guys know when you've listened to the show in the past that I love doing my countdowns. Uh, absolutely strictly from uh, from my own mind. They're my own opinion. But uh, I like to have fun with these things. And I think that they're a fun thing to throw into the show. And uh, this week, uh, actually this past weekend, um, I decided to go back. I was bored. I'm quarantined in my bunker here in Kansas City, Kansas. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of uh, went back and I revisited Crystal Lake Memories, the uh, the uh, documentary that was chronicling the entire Friday the Thirteenth series. You mean the twenty five hour, twenty five hour documentary? Yeah, it was twenty five. It's, 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 it's ridiculously long. Minutes. I think what it, like yeah. in reality is what four hundred and eighty minutes. I think it is in reality because I watched it recently it's too. Six and a half hours long, I think. Yeah, on Friday so, the Thirteenth, I watched it. I remember telling you, I think yeah, it's like four hundred and eighty minutes or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's long. It's surprisingly, a quick watch. Like if you have nothing else to do and you're just like sitting around, it goes quick because it's so interesting. Oh, it's great. Uh, That's like know, that uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh-huh. One they did. That's also on Shutter, by the way. I watched my. I, I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure we both watched it. That on Nightmare. I flew through the Nightmare on yeah. Elm Street one. Yeah. 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 Actually, no. And I that think one was even longer, if I'm not mistaken. You, I think so, that was longer so, than the Friday That one's shorter. So is my penis. No, no, the Nightmare, <laughs> yeah. the Nightmare on Elm Street one is, is slightly shorter because there's less films to cover. Because the one that they, because ah, the, okay. the coverage for the uh, Crystal Lake Memoirs or Memories is uh, Memoirs. <laughs> I try to make it sound more important than what it was. Is uh, it it it's, uh, covers 13 mo- or 12 movies. Yeah. Because it doesn't cover the right. remake. I don't think it covers. Does it cover? No, it doesn't cover the remake. Crystal Lake cover- Memories? Yeah, it talks about Oh, it does. Remake. Okay, so it does cover, it covers 12 movies then. 
Yep. Because I couldn't remember if it covered that at the end or not. Yeah. So six, it covers twelve six movies six hours and then and then. Forty minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's six hours and forty minutes. He looked yeah. up the time. Six hours forty minutes. Woof. Yeah. That's a long one. That's and a long piece. And they spend about half hour on each one of the movies. So, yeah, they do a good uh, job. Yeah. It's really fun and it's really interesting to learn about everything going on. So. Is it the same people that right. did the Nightmare on Elm Street? One? Uh, I do believe so. Okay. I, could I be think wrong. it is the same people that produced the yacht. Because it looks very similar. They look very similar to each other, and they're actually very, yeah. both very fact, good. I, I enjoy both. The same people. Yeah. I enjoy both. I know it was the same people because I remember when it was coming out that they that was like the big thing that they kept talking about is from the people that made Never Sleep Again. The Nightmare yep. on Elm That one's four yeah, hours. Yeah, Never Sleep Again. So. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's four so, hours, yeah. You know, between that and the fact that we had a Friday the 13th this past a couple of weeks ago, actually, and nobody could really do anything because we're all cooped up in our houses and everybody's worrying about what's going on in the world right now. So between that, I kind of got this, you know, this thing I, I thought about it in the past. You know, what if I ever did this and I forgot about it? And rewatching the documentary, I was like, I'm going to make a top 10 list um, of the Friday the 13th kills throughout the series. And it got to the point where, as usual, I, I like to kind of overdo it and do more than I originally intended. And there was just there was three more that I was like, these belong on the list. I can't not have a list without them. And I was like, you know what? I got 13 movies. It's Friday the 13th. We're going to do a top 13 list for this. So that's what I've got is the top 13th Friday the 13th kills. So All right, I'm we will in. get started with it. Let's do it. You're in. All right, let's you're do it in. because we're doing this. So. You're it. You're you're in. I like number you're thirteen. In. We'll kick it off with this one here. Uh, what I've got for this is Axel, the guy in the morgue in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, gets a hacksaw to the throat and his head turned completely around. Yes. Yeah, uh, that is a great kill. That's the opening kill too, of the second yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, it was a good kill. So, I, I got no problems with that being on the list. I like that, the that's the number yeah. thirteen. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, number thirteen. That's the bottom of the list. So. The, the bottom of the list. I'm. I. I don't. Right. Without context for the rest of them, I don't know if I agree or disagree yet. Yeah, you gotta wait till the end. Of, well, you're gonna that. find out. Yeah. No. Stay so tuned. what's what's number twelve? <laughs> number twelve. Julius gets his head punched off in Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, which is about the only thing good about that movie. <laughs> that is a great. <laughs> yeah. You know that's 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 an it's iconic kill. kill. It's an iconic kill. Yeah, it's that, iconic. So yeah, really I'm in. Is. I'm with it. All right. Number 11, Tina gets garden shears into her eyes in part five. And then the snip. Yep. Yeah. And the f- snip. That, that I, I, I'm automatically, that would be higher for me, but that's awesome. And then the snip. That's the best part about it. It's not just yeah. that she gets it in the oh, eyes. Yeah. They, he closes them. Ugh. Snip. And you hear that crunch. <laughs> you hear the crunch. You hear the crunch. Oh, it's so yeah. good. That's so good. Good, and good kill. The best kill. part is that the, the the actress that played her, her last name is actually Voorhees. Yeah, I think that's that, how she got that role. She got well, actually, yeah. according to the, the 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 documentary, she got the role. Uh, part of it was her name, and part of it was because she had bigger boobs than the girl they originally wanted to cast. That, is a, that, that is, yeah. is a great nude scene. That is a great nude scene. Well, the girl that was originally cast is the one that gets her head put through the RV. Yes, in yeah. the later movie, so, and uh, part six. Yeah. She's a lovely lady. A lovely lady. Yes. So yeah. that's she's that a that lovely is, lady. That is a they talk. They talk about that in Crystal Lake Memories, so check that out. Yeah, that's that's why she got yep. the role. You're right. Because you know what? Because right, guess what? Her boobs were yep. stupendous. They're gargantuan. <laughs> Perfect nipple placement. Perfect nipple placement. Thankfully, yeah. Mike got the at the <laughs> reference. <laughs> Perfect nipple. Do you, do you not remember the reference, Professor? No. That is from the 2009 remake. When oh, he's having yeah. sex, the one guy's like, your, your, your breasts are, are stupendous. You, you have perfect nipple placement. It's it's great. Yeah. So I'm making a Friday I, the 13th yeah. joke about Friday the 13th. I only saw it once. I haven't uh, revisited yeah, that yeah. yet. Okay, what you got next? Yeah, I think you were with us when we saw it in the theater. Yeah, I was. Yeah. 
Because I remember there was some guy that came in dressed as, uh, as Jason, and then we were joking about how we hope that this is going to be better than Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday. And that's, of course, when I made the uh, comment about uh, Fievel Goes to Hell the final Fievel. And I kind of always stuck <laughs> with it. Fievel Goes so, to Hell yeah. the final yeah. Fievel. <laughs> I still think yes. that that should be made. Yeah. All right, let's get, let's get back to the list. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to the reality. Get out of the weeds. Number 10. Number 10. Jimmy, who is played by the great Crispin Glover, gets a corkscrew through his hand and a cleaver to his face. And that yeah. was a quick cleaver, too. Yeah. That was like a fast one. That was crazy. Not a June cleaver. Yeah. No, that was like a, that was like I a gotta fast one. <laughs> it really was. He got, he got it quick, and he got it brutally. And that, that kill scared the bejesus out of me for years. I don't know what it was about that one. Maybe because I just didn't expect it. But uh, that that was probably one of the more uh, unexpected, shocking kills. Just the way he comes out and does it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That that one gets to me. So that's what I got at number 10. Gotcha. That was good. Okay. That was a good one. Nine. Good one? All right. Number nine. Judy killed in a sleeping bag in part seven. Yes. Seven has some of my favorite kills, actually. Let's be honest. Iconic scene. Yeah. Iconic scene. So yeah, I, I'm, I have no problem is, with that. Uh, if I'm uh, not mistaken, that one's uh, of all the the kills that uh, Kane Hodder was a part of. He said that one's his favorite one, I believe. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a big mistaken. fan of that one. Uh, it's a great one. It's an iconic scene. Of course, they poke fun of it in Jason X, so mm-hmm. which is a little more <laughs> over the top. But yeah, it's a good scene. We're not including right. Jason X, right? No. Oh. Uh, Damn. Honestly, it's my <laughs> honestly it's my second favorite sleeping bag kill in the series. But I'll talk about it later if my first one doesn't make his list. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Okay. Go ahead. Number eight. Number eight. Sheriff Garris gets bent backwards. Yes. You, you called six. this. Yes. The professor called this before we went on air. He called it. This, this is one of on my list. favorite kills. There you go. And it's there. And you it's, know, the best part is, is on my computer here where I'm looking at this. Uh, autocorrect took effect, and what what this is this is exactly how this is written on my screen. Sheriff Garris golden backwards. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know Man, what that means. The first time but. I saw that, I was like genuinely shocked. I I was a kid, yeah, and I was like, oh my god. And he looks kind of like you remember those WrestleMania or the wrestling pillows, the buddies, the yeah. buddies. <laughs> he kind of looks. Yeah. Like that. The, the best part is that it's scene. Pretty much what he looked like. <laughs> it's like whoa. The best part is in the documentary. You see it a little bit, but you definitely see it if you have the Blu-ray versions of the the the, the box of Blu-ray versions for the uh, Friday Thirteenth movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually show the uncut version of that because they had to cut that down for the MPAA. Wow. So there's right. an actual yeah. uncut version of it really got butchered. Yeah. yeah ugh. That's a good kill. Oh yeah. All right. Number seven. Sticking with Friday the thirteenth part six, Nikki gets her face put through the side of her RV. Good kill. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna have to revise my previous statement. I was thinking of six when I said Friday thirteenth six has my fi- some of my favorite kills of the series. Instead of seven, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I slipped I slipped. Six six has got some great six ones. is great, yeah. Okay. No, uh, it is really good. I didn't like it at first uh, because it was so almost like how James Bond open like, the campy and goofy <laughs> and stuff like that. Well, but the kills really though, the kills, me, the kills are the, the kills are great, but the the James Bond open yeah. is amazing. I think <laughs> that's my <laughs> least favorite. Jason <laughs> is part six too, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just great kills in that one though. Number six. This is a two for one. You guys are gonna like this one. Two for one. Sandra and Mark get the double impalement with the spear in Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. revisiting the, re- the best part about that shish- takes two of us. By the way, the best part about that shish kebab is the fact that she can see him coming the whole time. <laughs> 
So like, and she's yeah. like reacting, but she's trying to get the dude off her, and it can't, it doesn't happen. And actually, that's a try kill because remember she was pregnant. Ooh, that's a try kill. Ah, that's awful. No, she. I don't remember them saying anything about her being pregnant. The girl in uh, part three was pregnant. Oh yeah, that's right. It's three, not two. Oh, ah, uh, never mind. Oh yeah, she kind of gets like uh, uh from underneath the hammock, the one you're thinking of. Oh yeah, because yeah, that's because her, her boyfriend gets it while he's uh, walking on his hands. He gets the the hand right. one. Okay, Ugh. sorry about that. Yeah, I get, I get, no, the, no, I get okay. the early ones Man, mixed Friday up. Thirteenth has some awful it's shit. To do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you're like it has some awful, awful shit. kills. Man, these people they get killed so badly. <laughs> you feel so bad for them. Yeah, it's oh. All right, it's tragedy. Um, number five, we're hitting hit the top five here. Number five, Rick gets his head crushed and his eye pops out in part three yeah you know i'm I, i'm all right with it being on the list but I'm, i gotta be honest because of the 3d thing like the it's kind of campy yeah. i mean i, I don't it know it's campy but it's such a memorable kill it's a memorable kill but i i'm just gonna throw it out there i i might have put it lower on the list it's anything kill, anything but. with eyeballs is uh ugh, with me yeah. <laughs> and i also just want to point out rape uh the professor, the professor. say this and uh I, I hope our good friend luke is listening i i just want to say Rick. <laughs> that's all you hear from Chris at the end of that movie <laughs> as his eye is coming out of his head yeah like any, number I, four oh, huh? I, anything with oh, eyes what? like I can't even put contacts in my eyes I'm very sensitive with the <laughs> eyes it's too squeamish yeah Ugh. go ahead sorry alright well let's see if this next one makes you squeamish number four Adrian gets her head pushed into liquid nitrogen and smashed from Jason X. I don't know. I put that a little higher. <laughs> I would put that higher, but I'm, I'm glad Jason X appears on this list. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had to put it on there because that's a pretty iconic kill. That's that's Top one of the three, reasons. I just think are ones that come to mind every time I think of the series and think of the kills in the series. So I just thought that there were three that were, that were just more iconic, mm. you know, over the course of the, the series just more things that people have thought about more, you know, th things you think about when you think of the series. Okay. So number three, time to hit that top three. Marcy gets the ax to the face in part one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that works. I like it. All right. Number two, Jack played by the great Kevin Bacon gets a knife through the throat from under the bed in part one. I would, I would definitely, that would be a top three for me. Yep. No, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Go ahead. All right, and ready for number one? No. No. Wait. We're gonna. We're gonna. Let's just dead air we'll and end it right yeah. here. <laughs> What's number one? Just end the show. There's only one acceptable number one. There's only there's only there's only one acceptable answer to number one. So let's see if you got the acceptable yeah. answer. Number one is the acceptable answer. The greatest kill in the entire Friday the Thirteenth series. Mark, the kid in the wheelchair, gets a machete to the face very unexpectedly in part two. Thank you. Yes. You got the right. You got the right one, baby. Is is in the immortal words <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I do. I do but have a couple. Good. Of, Charles. I do have I do have a couple uh, 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 picks that uh, could have made the list, especially iconic okay. parts. So uh, as we remember, uh, was it? Uh, I do believe it's uh, was it part three with the? Uh, or was it part? Four? Which one is it with the hippie chick with her uh, banana? 
part four. So they do the the, the the knife through the throat, but she's squeezing the banana. Yeah. I always thought that's an epic <laughs> fucking death. Yeah, that's a good so, one. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it, we've seen knife through the throat. I mean, obviously, the Kevin Bacon one's more memorable. Yeah. That particular one. I do have to give a, sh- a shout out to, even though it wasn't the best movie, but it wasn't the worst movie in the series either. Uh, the 2009 remake, that has got the best uh, sleeping bag kill as he hangs the girl above the fire. Yeah. Which oh, uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome, and that's like my kill of that movie. So I want to give that a shout out. Uh, we I, we have to shout out uh, the fan film uh, Vengeance that you can watch for free on YouTube. We've talked about it before. That movie is actually worthwhile to watch for the kills. I, I honestly, in my top thirteen, you have to put the kill from the movie in there. The car kill. Uh, one girl gets her face shoved into the fan of a, an engine, and the other one just gets it ripped off on a the the uh, the uh, window of the car. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Trust me, that should make the list. Um, also, I can't remember which movie it was, but uh, Spencer gets pulled inside of the television, and uh, it's a weird video game, and uh, he's oh, getting chased and smacked around. I can't remember which movie in the series that was, but I know it's uh, in the series. Pulled uh, into the. Oh, oh, wait a minute! I forgot. Out. I forgot that that that's a different series. That that was that was that's Freddy's like, dead. Yeah, that, that's Freddy's Dead. I was like, what? What? Freddy's dead. Yeah, that's yeah. Freddy's dead. Thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you. Uh, thank you. I'm trying to think. The obligatory some... Freddy's Dead reference. Uh, exactly. I got to get it in there, brother. I'm trying to remember what other ones that uh, <laughs> didn't make the list. I think those were the ones that I wanted to add to your list. Your list was really good. It uh, is. I, I don't know if I would take any of them off, per se, but those were definitely ones. Oh, I also like iconic ones. That, I mean, it's not for the kill, but it's for the after effect, was uh, the scene from part six where the uh, two people in the car and when he, when the girl tries to beg off and give him money, and then he kills her, and then you see the American Express floating in the uh, water, <laughs> yeah, I've always dug there. that just actually, because of that. Yeah, that was the wife of the director and, and Tony Goldwyn. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I just like the. Uh, I, I mean, I the only reason I really like that one is only because the uh, thing. Of course, I talked about it a minute ago. The handstand, the fucking chop down in the handstand. They shot through the clear uh, yeah. floor. I thought that was also one of the more iconic ones. As I nearly well. and put that in there. It's, it, I just it's thought brutal. that the other ones were even more you know, the ones you think about, but that one, I really wanted that to be on the list. That one was, that just I mean, missed. That would have been number 14. Let's be yeah. honest. We could do this all day. There's, yeah, there's, there's 12 there's... films and they have a massive amounts of killings in them. And there's so many good ones. I think we covered a lot. I mean, the only one I don't, we don't really go into is nine, but nine doesn't have any good kills. Freddy versus Jason. I, I think has some really good ones. Uh... The guy getting folded in the bed. Uh... That's not that great. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not it, okay. It's not better than the sheriff getting. Fired. No, 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 no. Uh, right. The, the, it was the a coolest, rip off of that. I agree that, but the coolest one in that has got to be the flaming uh, machete. Yeah, and that's I like just, just cool. I think the funniest one is Kelly Rowland just getting. Through. Yeah, <laughs> but that's also a throwback to six with the <laughs> yeah. uh, the guy with uh, the, the smiley no. face. Yeah. yeah, no, no, yeah, but that's a throwback with her getting thrown into the tree. That's how she dies. Yeah, that's like a throwback to six where the guy gets thrown into the tree. Remember the smiley face? Yeah, she's so. like talking smack, and then she's just bam, dead. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I don't know if there's any. Yep. Th- there's none in nine that I'd really be like, except for maybe if you count the Jason kill in the beginning. Yeah, where he gets blown the fuck up. I mean, that's the only one I would think yeah, of nine. I think that's so the only awful. one. I think that's the only one in nine. Eight, you got the only one that was any good in eight. Yeah. Uh, so you you got it there. Although the sheriff although, one, the sheriff one, I would throw higher up in the list, but that's just because that one although struck in, me. In eight, I would also say, uh, as far as uh, you don't get to see much of it because MPAA cuts, but the uh, the the shattered glass scene with the one girl. Oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty fucking. If you see the uh, actual, they they showed in the documentary. If you see the actual cut from the movie that they cut, mm-hmm. she's like full of glass. Like it's it's pretty brutal. Ugh. 
uh, including one, yeah. including one in your favorite place of your body in the eye. Oh uh, yeah. Seven has a lot of cool things happening, but I don't. I mean, you you got. I think you got the only iconic kill from Seven. Yeah. Everything else in Seven isn't really iconic. Six it's a good is, movie, but it's six an has some awesome six. kills. Six has got yeah, probably the only the most other one in ones. Seven. The one in Seven that was kind of good was uh, when Melissa, the the bad girl, she opens up the door after not listening to them to go back home, and he's standing there and buries the hatchet in her head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. But that, run behind the TV. I wouldn't say that it's iconic though. I think you got the only. No, iconic, that's why I left iconic. it off. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens in that movie. I really do like it, but I I just don't. I don't. I think you have the only iconic. Six has a ton. Though. Six has six, really could, good like, kills. Like six is like one of the movies that's like it's got a ton of kills. Five five has got a lot of cool shit going on too. I mean, one isn't Jason though, so I mean, yeah. when he chops up the, the right. kid, that's not that's that's pretty fun, especially when they get the body bag scene and and you see his arm is on top of him because he severed his arm, off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is always a good fun time. Of course, you got the uh, one of my personal favorites from that movie that you didn't list was the Ooh Baby Baby, well taking a shit and taking a pole through the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> demon, yes, oh, demon, de- demon gets the the saying, Ooh uh, baby, baby, Ooh baby. baby. <laughs> so I, I just think that as a whole is fucking hilarious. Uh, but yeah, five has got some cool stuff. Four, you got the, you definitely got the best kill from four mm-hmm. with the, uh, the 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 corkscrew and the machete. Like, Glover. I think yeah. it's I think it's the quickest machete fucking kill or cleaver kill I've ever seen. Like he literally, it's like cork, bam, and it's yeah. like that quick. It yeah. was, that's what makes it so fucking scary because it like enters that quick. It's crazy. Uh, and then like yeah. I think the f- second and third movies also have real iconic stuff. The first movie does have the, the Kevin Bacon and, but like the, the second and third movie, I think are like the real iconics. And of course, number two with the greatest kill in the history of, of Friday the 13th. I don't right. care who you are. There is nothing better than him taking. And my, mind you, it is mean spirited, but taking the machete to the face and just going backwards down all them stairs. Yeah. Poor right. guy. Poor yeah, guy. One thing I want to point out too, uh, you know, I've talked about it on the show and you guys, you know, I've talked to you guys personally about it, but, as you know, I've been to Camp Nubby Bosco where they filmed the original. And the stand where they filmed that scene with Kevin Bacon, like I stood right where they did it. They actually have, I don't know if it's the same bunk beds or if they've like moved them from one place to another, but it's, they have those same bunk beds there. The ones that are in their room may very well be the one that they use. And um, there's hardly any room underneath those things. They're very low to the ground. And the cabins they were in wasn't exactly big. It was kind of a small area right inside the cabin. Uh, they filmed that uh, in the cabin that's like directly behind the beach where the the final scene takes place. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know how they did it because not only was Savini under that bed, but uh, his buddy, which was part of his uh, group, was actually under that bed with him. So for two fairly large guys to be underneath that bed, I don't know how they made that scene come to life. But they were both underneath it. And it was it was pretty impressive. That's actually. movie magic. That's how you have art, baby. Movie magic is right. Art. It was pretty cool. They, no, they actually used magic. Do you yeah, they did. It was, it was the magician. <laughs> they, yeah. Yeah. They, they're oh. sorcerers. They, they use magic. Yeah, there was a sorceress and a, and a magician. They were both there. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Well, that is a good list. And if you uh, do not own the Blu-rays and you would like to watch, uh, you can watch Friday the 13th 1 through 8, as we already said on Shudder, if you have Shudder. Yes. Promo code SHUDDEN. Get that shit for free. 
Absolutely. Why not? And then I trust me, it's worthwhile paying for it as well. And you can while you're there, you can also check out Creep Show, mm-hmm. the series. You can check out all the other great movies and shows that they have. So I know we're putting it over. One day. One day they'll sponsor us. One day. But you'll for right see. Now, you'll okay. see. <laughs> but but right now, trust me, it's just because I'm a fan of it. So yeah. make sure you check that out if you don't because if you don't have it, why pay for all the movies? You can get watch one through eight. All the Paramount movies are there. It's insane. You might want to watch one through seven. Yeah. And skip eight. Maybe. I'm just saying. Yeah. You're not missing much in nine either. <laughs> no, you're not. No. Mm, so. Nine is awful. Yeah, so. I like So eight, basically, nine. you're going to get one through seven. You get the best movies in the series, with the exception of Jason X, which has really grown on me. Jason X, I love. I love yeah, Jason. I do. I love it too. That's what I'm saying. It's really yeah. grown on me over the years. It's one of my top ones just because it's just such a fun movie. But I digress. Uh, so you get those in so much more. So, And also, you can uh, check out the cursed uh, movies. And next week, we'll be talking about Poltergeist during the whole review Hello. thing. There you go. Hi, We're going to have to watch Poltergeist. Are we going to talk about two and three a little bit? We can we can dive a little bit. I'm not uh, going to watch two and three, though. Oh, man. We can dive. Yeah. I don't know if I have time to watch all three. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I've been binging I just want to give a mention to Kane and two. Yeah. I've been binging things lately. Yeah. I did, I did watch the most horrifying thing on television, that, that uh, Tiger King or King of Tiger. I haven't, whatever yeah, that I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> that, is, that is, trust me, you, uh, I, I'm going to tell you what Ron told me and the reason I watched it. Watch it. It's not great but it's a train wreck and you can't turn away from it. Mm-hmm. And my takeaway from it is that the proof that uh, the, the world is becoming, that making idiocracy a do- documentary is that people are a fan of the shit. Yeah. But at the well, same that's time, that's why I haven't watched this. Cause like every, Ooh, look at, at, the, this, at the same time, it is worthwhile watching. Cause it's a fucking train wreck. Yeah. And episode three, if you watch nothing else, episode three deals with that Carol Baskin bitch killing her husband. Mm-hmm. And I really think that she killed her husband. Well, to a tiger. Did you see they opened up? They reopened. They're, they're the reopening the- uh, by the way, uh, you know what? Gave it away for me during the documentary she makes a chuckle and goes uh, she goes huh it wouldn't be possible to feed him to a, to a tiger you, it, the only way a tiger would eat a full human is if you covered him in sardine oil oh that's, that's very specific specific what you like, <laughs> like 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 you could say oh they want to eat a full human you don't have to say sardine oil so i'm i'm going oh this bitch covered in sardine oil yep and, and i gotta be honest this lady was part of the reason they started that documentary like she was kind of yeah. the reason and catalyst or whatever. And is it, how fucking justice will it be if, if she got away with murder? And then because she had to have her name attached to a documentary, she ends up getting convicted for fucking that murder. That would be poetic yeah. justice. It would be indeed. crazy. Cause then you'd be like, ah, you could have gotten away with it. And it wasn't because of those meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Great show, guys. Before we go, once again, if you guys want to give us your favorite kills from the Friday the 13th series, you want to tell us what you thought about April Fool's Day. Hey, you want to watch it for the first time and tell us if you, uh, you know, or if you've seen it before, go ahead. And anything else we talk about, or if you have a movie you would like us to watch in the future or anything else, or just step by and say hi, because the professor is awful bored yeah. uh, with his, uh, he's quarant- being quarantined. He can't wander as much. So therefore yeah. he has to, he has to sit still. So. My roving days are over. Yeah. So you have to, you have to kind of give him stuff to do. You can do that on our social medias, Horror Zone. 607 on Facebook. Uh, like and share that page. We're on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Horizon 607. Hashtag HZ607. Check out Instagram for the photos of uh, the little dummy version of Mike the, C. The, the fill-in for Mike. We're the, calling yeah. it Mike A. Mike A. Mike A. We don't know where B is. Yeah, we don't. B might be the, the, the evolution of this guy. <laughs> yeah. this, dude, we gotta make an evolution. Yeah, version <laughs> 2.0, yeah. So, He's uh, pretty rough looking right now. And also, if you would like to get a bunch of bonus content to help support the show, you can do that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash 8122 
productions for as little as $1 a month. That's $12 a year. You can get all sorts of great bonus content and help us support uh, the show and uh, help us bring some stuff on, especially, you know, the bills are running up because we have to do this shit with Mike uh, remotely because he's in his bunker in Kansas City, Kansas. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot, it's, you know, long distance charges. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's a throwback to the you older folks who know about up. long distance charges uh call so, collect so once again that is a big help once again we will ke- always bring you this show for free but if you would like to get extra bonus content and a whole bunch of cool shit that we have planned out eight, uh, uh patreon.com slash 8122 productions mike take it home all right thanks guys uh like you said it was a fun show had a good time this week so uh good content good stuff uh next week like you said, we're going to be talking about poltergeist, uh, see you know, news we can come up with. And, uh, you know, we're never going to stop having fun for you guys. So keep listening. Uh, Professor. Hey. Go go wherever you go. Yeah, thanks. Rich, thanks for everything you do. <laughs> and uh, until next week, everybody stay safe and healthy. And this is Mike C. saying, see ya.